is episode 63 of Trace in French. Whoa. To Clash, the, the sibling rivalry podcast. I don't even know if that's true. Soison Trace sounding. Soison. Sounds like a fancy I think bread that's dish. How you say 60. I can't remember. Sounds like a fancy bread dish. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. It's Clash, the sibling rivalry podcast. Double sound. We are back for another week of interaction with the general public, uh, because uh, as we know, that is very limited while everyone is still social distancing. That it is. Um, but yeah, we got some stuff this week. Um, bit of a snoozy week for me, but it looks like Tiz has some stuff to share. I did a little um, bit, and I look. I learned a lot this week, so I can talk about that. Word, word. That's always good. But uh, as always, business at the top. I think I forgot this last this last time because I was so hyped to get into the show last time. But business at the top, as always, you can email us at sibling rivalry clash, all one word, sibling rivalry clash at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at srclash underscore pod. Um, we would love to hear from you, and you can do things like take the polls we kind of put up sometimes. Word. Which one we put up one for this week uh, for a segment that we will talk about a little bit later. We'll get there. We'll get there. But right up at the top, I, I got I got I got some things to grumble about. Let do you mind know. if I what's grumble up? about them here? Nah, what's, what's, All right. So first off, the top. This is the thing that irks me. Okay, so I had to deal with resume building this week. Uh oh. <sighs> And all I want to say about that is like, okay, resume building based on, cause I have, I have like a, uh, what do you call it? Like an employment advisor, mm-hmm. right? It's essentially this guy that's supposed to help me get a job. Mm-hmm. And he sends me like some documents and he's like, all right, I want you to look at what I sent you. And then I want you to redo your resume. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, or kind of like reformat. It. I'm like, okay, no problem. So I'm thinking like, there's a template in there. It's like, no, it's not a template. It's a PowerPoint presentation of him explaining to me what my resume should look like. So I'm mm. like, okay, I'll I'll follow through this. There's notes, whatever. So I get through like half of it. I'm understanding it. The points they're making make sense. But then there's parts where it'll be like, okay, you need to include your experience. You need to write it like this. Like it should be bullet pointed. There should be statements. And then they'll show you an example. Yeah. And it's like when you're doing a resume, what's the easiest thing you can do? Like take a template right. and fill it in with your information. For sure. So they show you examples and they'll be like, but don't copy this example. And they'll what? be like, here's another example, but don't copy that example. And, and I'm like, like so what am I examples. supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, stop showing me examples I can't copy. Yeah. And then it's like the biggest statement up front is just like, uh, your resume um only serves to get you an interview it literally only serves to give you get you the conversation with the person and then it's like once you're in the interview this won't matter that makes so i'm sense. like great resumes are basically like when my grandmother when i would go to our grandmother's house for holiday dinners and mm-hmm. she would pull she had like this old like binder type manual of like old world things and it was just like what it was like a homemaker's manual right yeah. and so she busts this john out like during old the holidays and she, yeah like it's old yeah. world stuff so she would bust out and she would go to the section and like how to set a table okay and she would lay that out and she would go set our table according to the type of dinner that we're having so 
I can now say I know how to properly set a dinner table, whether you're serving seafood or salad or a five course meal. Yeah. But what good is that doing me in the world right now? That's what building this resume feels like, oh, because yeah. at the end of the day, it's going to be it's going to be who I who I know. Yeah, who I'm able to talk to and who's willing to give me an opportunity. Right. It has nothing to do with how good my resume looks. Right. And so it just feels like an exercise in futility. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, for, for those of you that have had success just based on your resume, I'd like to know, please share, because I'm like, I don't get it. Because right now I'm like, what's wrong? The resume that I have has all the same information. Right. Why do I need to shift it around? And, you know, why do I need to shift it into a different shape? Right. When it's got the same information in it. To me, it's kind of like, I, I just see it kind of like, I just make it look neat, but it may be kind of generic looking like just because it's such a insignificant, insignificant thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't necessarily put all this passion into my resume. I just right. kind of make it look nice on a single page and then that's that's really it and i just stop there and then you know what i'm saying when they see it they're like oh he has a professional looking resume but i feel like it doesn't really go any much further than that to be honest because that's the thing they're like don't put photos don't put this kind of stuff but they're like but make it unique and i'm like okay yeah. when you put this many restrictions on it there's only so many ways it can be like retain its uniqueness yeah other than having these same exact three sections that everyone else has, blah, blah, blah. And that's but, the coach saying that or whatever, or the mentor or whatever. Right. The advisor, yeah. See, and I so feel like it's I'm a little like, more free form. I feel like it, it's not necessarily as strict as some people make it seem like. Because everybody's going to interpret a resume differently, you know what I mean? They're subjective in a way. Like, yeah. It's not like one set resume format that everybody loves. It's like, no, it's going to depend on the employer. To a certain degree. But it it just really feels like a, a really shitty game set up against you. Mm-hmm. And you don't know that you're in the game yet. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you didn't make your resume the way that we like. And it's like, well, you didn't tell me that you like it a certain way. It's an, like, employer's, it's an employer's market. Yeah, it's a sure. creepy, it's like a creepy way to be like, we were testing you all along. We were testing and you. And you're like, <laughs> but I don't even know. I, what? <laughs> so, yeah. No, that's my one that. thing i want to gripe about and then the things okay i learned some weird stuff this week what so happened? i watch yeah i watch another podcast <laughs> called uh trash taste okay. um, i recommend it if you like if you like anime and j- like japanese lifestyle mm. so like think of it's a bunch of people not from japan who moved to japan got you so it's a lot of that. And so I watch it because I, I like seeing the differences and the, the new things that they're discovering are different. Right, right. Um, but what happened this week was really funny because none of them are, they're all English speakers, but none of them are from America. Mm-hmm. So you have two guys that were from the UK or lived in the UK at one point and one guy who's from Australia, but used to live in Japan when he was younger. Mm-hmm. And so uh one thing they two things they talked about one thing was um they were talking about like people always ask like how how do people stay so healthy living in japan Mm -hmm. and the one guy the one guy connor kind of reminds me of you a lot tiz okay and he was just like he was just saying because you gotta walk everywhere and he's like healthy food is way more available 
like mm. everywhere. Gotcha. So he's like, and it's 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 not as costly. So he's like, in the UK, it's kind of like America, where like you know, fruits and vegetables are a little bit higher priced than, than everything, everything else. else. Right. And so he was like, but in Japan, it's not like that. And then he's like, food is like steps away from you, like everywhere that you go. So Jeez. there's always a ton of options. All those vending machines that just be having whole meals and <laughs> stuff in them. Well, that's what he was. That's what because the one guy was like. um he was just saying that there's more food and he's like, no, if you want to be unhealthy, he's like, you can just go to like Seven Eleven if you really want to just be unhealthy. He's <laughs> oh, so like, there's tons of crap there. in there. Yeah. He's Got like, you. he's like, it's not like the health, the unhealthy food is unavailable. It's just that there's more chances to eat healthy food. Right. And most people will pick healthy food if they can get it. Interesting. So there was that. And then there was also, they were like, I was just as an American who has not traveled outside of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, Besides, like, the Bahamas one time. I think it's hilarious that... And I I think that's a U.S. territory. I don't know. But anyway, I find it hilarious that every single one of them were, like, American food portions are out of control. Mm -hmm. So they were just saying, like, across the board, (laughs) we, we... You're served too much food here. Yeah, that's probably true. And which I understand because I'm like most places I leave, like if I pick a meal at a restaurant, I'm usually picking it because I can eat all of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, most places is like you're leaving with the takeout box yeah. because it's just so much food. Yeah. And so I just thought that was hilarious because I'm like, yeah, we're we're really fat. <laughs> <laughs> we're a food and country. Then probably, we're probably really fat because we give we serve our people too much. We food. love McDonald's here. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting because I'm like, it's something that you kind of already assume, but at the same time, it's just funny. They were like, it's the U.S. They were like, it's just you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nowhere else is like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then they hate our cheese. But, you know, even like a lot of us hate our cheese. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, don't give me that plastic shit. And I Yo. just started laughing because I'm like, I get it. Like American cheese has its place. It's cool. Because I'm like, I'm not going to put... Slap it on I'm a burger not, at a cookout. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but if I had my choice, I'm going to choose cheddar. I'm going to put cheddar on a burger. Interesting. I'm not going to put American cheese on a burger. But I feel like cheddar yeah. on a burger, you have to melt it. Yeah. Okay. Why wouldn't you? What You put cold American cheese on your burger? I'm saying it's an option. Ew. You know what I'm saying? It's an option. Like if, you know, you know so how sometimes pasty. they only serve hamburgers and they have the cheese slices on the side? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it's it's just but a nice quick little sl- slap it on. <laughs> Those people are animals. You slap better melt your on. cheese. <laughs> I am not. That's one thing. I am not a cold cheese fan. Even on all. a even on a cold sandwich. No, ew. What? That's even worse. What? So you just go no, no. cheese on the cold sandwich? What's oh, that? always. Okay. Always. Interesting. Interesting. And then, but yeah, I'm like cheese American cubes. cheese. Cheddar cheese is not gonna melt properly in my ramen noodles no american cheese does yes so i'm like and like i'll eat cheddar cheese on my breakfast sandwich but i'll eat american cheese on my breakfast sandwich yes. so i'm like it has a time and a place absolutely but i get the general hate i get it the hate though does it yeah. does it warrant hate <laughs> he just said he just said somebody tried to make him he was like do you want to grill cheese and they were like he was like sure i'll take grilled cheese and then so he's like so he takes one bite of it and he's like, You put that plastic shit on here, didn't you? <laughs> and he was like, He was like, This is not a grilled cheese anymore. <laughs> Bro, I feel like 
I feel like American cheese is the least bitter of the cheeses. Like I feel like most cheeses bitter? are mad bitter. Yeah. Bitter? Yeah. Is that the word? Like what taste are you trying to describe? Like the sourness? Yeah, it's I mean I feel like American cheese is the least sour of the cheeses. Yeah, which is why but I, I think enjoy it. but I think cheese is supposed to be that way. I don't know. I think so you're you're arguing for the creaminess of cheese. Yes. So I'm not that's saying why I, I say dislike like, the other cheeses. I'm just saying I like the fact that American cheese is not sour all the time. That's why I say, like, if you want something comparable, go for like a brie or something like that. Brie cheese? It's like a, it's a more of a cream, it's a creamier cheese. Interesting. But it's soft, like American cheese. Okay. So it's, it's not, not like, like cream cheese, though, right? No, it's okay. not like cream cheese. It's harder than that. Good. But yeah, I put some cream cheese in my spaghetti sauce. It was banging. That doesn't you know? sound bad. It's not. That doesn't it, sound it just bad. takes away from the acidity of the, of the uh, tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's just some stuff I learned this week, uh, right. browsing around uh, inside of my COVID bubble. <laughs> Cooking with the siblings. Episode what did 63. you do this week? Um, so for me, I first want to talk about I finally did it. I finally won a match of Fall Guys and got a crown. Oh my god. And then a couple hours later, I won another match and got another crown. I can't believe this. I've been struggling for two days. I've been struggling at this. Tri- making it to crown rounds and then just watching watching the crown be swiped right from underneath of me. Look, so frustrating. There's a couple keys here. There's a couple keys. And once I realized it, I started getting close every time. And then I just eventually got it. So the fir- first thing is luck. You do need a little bit of luck, right? You need a lot of luck. You need a lot of luck. Like, you need 50% luck. If you catch the wrong minimum. stray ball at the, at the race at the end to the crown, <laughs> it's over for you. So you, you got to have a little bit of luck. You know what I'm saying? And then, um, so I, I actually won it on the, the hexagon john and the um, oh my god and the and the crown race one the, the one where you race up the mountain to the crown yes um so for the hexagon the strategy that i was using was kind of a mix of like falling down on purpose and then trying to stay on like certain so what i would do basically i would drop down immediately from the top to maybe like the third to last uh sheet of hexagons Mm-hmm. And then I would just kind of run around that one for as long as I could, probably drop again to the next one. Then I would try to stay on that one a little bit longer. And then by the third one, I would be like going what, literally one hexagon at a time, just waiting for it to disappear, just going as slow as possible. And then eventually, um, so like depending on when you get to the bottom, you want to kind of clear out the middle for like the people that fall through from above. So they just right. go straight through. And then you just kind of, once you clear out the middle, you just kind of want to go like as slow as possible and just try to wait and hope everybody else falls off before you do. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how I won that one. That joint was probably the most intense by far. <laughs> like I was, I had to be so precise. Like with, like if I messed up one wrong thumb motion on my controller, it was <laughs> over. Um, yeah. Cause that's what lets me know that my, I was close with my strategy. Cause that was kind of mine where it was like, let me, 
Let me run around the middle mm-hmm. and kind of like an outward spiral. Yes, exactly. And open the middle up as much as possible so the people above me would fall through. And then yes. I would just try to like slow hop it around the outside exactly. as long as I could. But like most people above me would fall to me and then they would take yeah. away the walking space that I had. Exactly. Left. And that's, that's the main reason why you want to go like close to the bottom because it's going to take people unless they're doing the same thing because people will do mm-hmm. the same thing. Um, it's going to take people a while to get down to the bottom. So it makes it a little bit easier in that way. But like my heart was pounding like by the end. It was yeah. Insane. So how many, if at all, did you have any tail grabbing rounds? Oh, yeah. We crown, got a in your crown bazillion rounds? of them. Ugh. Yesterday, like because I was playing, I did this last night I was playing. And I don't know how these, I don't think they're completely random. Like they don't feel random because I think they there's like weight different weights to them based on the day you play or something like that it feels like yeah because yesterday like the first night i played i got maybe one tail round the second night i played yesterday um it was like every other every other run there was some type of tail tag team tail tag solo tail tag like mm-hmm. it was insane how how many times we got that john it was crazy and i'm i'm getting I'm becoming slowly, like, aggressively irate at how easy it seems. Because it's like, I don't know if that's a latency thing, mm-hmm. but it's like, it feels like people are grabbing my tail from, like, a foot away. It is. And yeah. I'm like, what is going on? Because I'm like, I'm. Annoying. there's been times where I'm holding someone mm-hmm. and their tail doesn't come off. And they off, just get away. But they're allowed to grab my tail from, like, a foot away. And I'm yep. like, what is happening? Yep. So I'm like, that isn't that's that's accomplishment right there. It's really that you were able to do that, and the fact that your teammates can take your tail from you, because like I started a match and they just snatch my tail off the second the match starts and run away from me. Part of me was like, uh, better you have it than than I, because I was like, if I have it, it's gonna get snatched. Look, I chased my teammate around the map one of the matches (laughs) for taking my tail and and got my tail back. (laughs) Like, get your own tail. Now, I'll say the only thing that says my favorite by far is Block Party. Do you you know that one by name? Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. So Block Party (laughs) is by far my favorite one, which is you're standing on a non-moving piece of platform. Mm -hmm. And there's two rails, your left and right, and the blocks come towards you in a manner as if to like push you off, but mm-hmm. there's always one opening. Mm-hmm. So I'm just describing this for people who don't necessarily know what we're talking about. But yeah, so the idea is just stay on the platform while the other blocks are whooshing by and don't get knocked off. I'm amazing at this one. Okay. Yeah. This is the one I'm like, it starts. I'm like, I'm going to win this one regardless. 50, 50. But when people start grabbing me, that's I'm all like, people do. Get off. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just like, I wish there was a move where you could just like, you know, when you like throw your arms. Yeah. And I'd be like, get off. I gra- don't hold. I grab them back. Shoot. Two complaints. So, <laughs> oh, I get so annoyed. And it's like the people, the people that like wait. There was somebody I laughed so end. hard. There was one where I was not, I did not think I was going to clear it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was Slime Climb. Mm. oh slime climb is so hard yo slime climb oh my god uh, slime climb is hit or miss for me so so hard there's basically four levels kind of to slime climb Slime climb is ninja warrior (laughs) and the rest are what the rest of the maps are wipeout slime climb is ninja warrior two of the four levels are covered in goo and oil or essentially and you can't 
move very easily without sliding everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then two other two of the uh, two of the levels have these blocks that are trying to push you off yeah. constantly. So I made it the hardest part and for the, me. Are the don't blocks. forget to mention the slime that's constantly rising behind you. So oh you yeah, have, that, you're against a time limit. That's the slime of the said slime climb. Yeah. So uh, as you're racing up, there may be a couple points where you fall off. And you have the opportunity to kind of get back up and run back to where you were before the the, the slime that's rising reaches mm-hmm. you. So there was one part I had fallen off of the like third level like three times, and I was like, "All right, you're hitting your max of like whoopsies here." Yeah. And so I get up. I feel like I'm the last one, and I look at the number eliminated, and it's only like half. It's only like half people have been eliminated yeah. that need to be. And so I'm like, okay, I don't. Have to, there's nobody around me. I feel like I'm literally the last person. Yeah, you can take your time. And so I run, like I get up the slot. I almost get hit by the balls at the end. I get through the ooze, and as I'm crossing the finish line, there's one dude standing there, and I was like, is he gonna like try and grab me? What's mm-hmm. this dude doing? <laughs> so as I get close to him, he starts doing the applaud emote, yeah. and I'm like, oh, oh, thank you, thank you. And then I cross the finish line, and it's like round over. So then I see the dude, you know, at the at the round over screen, yeah. I see the guy that was clapping for me, and I'm like, "Did he make it?" I'm like, "Did he, he cross?" He didn't. <laughs> he didn't cross the finish line, yeah. so he ends up falling off. And I was like, "Why did you stand there, dude? Why did you wait to applaud me?" I've seen so many people do that; like, it's insane. <laughs> I was like, "I don't understand." People so just wait. Yeah, there's some people that are just lined up. Like, I was not expecting like the level of trolls well, that are willing to like kill their they're willing to kill their round (laughs) and get eliminated just to troll other people one of the strats too though is like if you're playing with friends like you'll and your friends falling behind you'll try and grab people at the end so that oh yeah holds holds them up hold them back (laughs) i've seen that happen (laughs) that's really cool um but yeah i'm like i i don't know this game is like weird but i always i want more of it already yeah no it's it's really fun I, i can't wait for them to add more maps and I still have this idea in my head. I don't know if I say it to you, but I I really think they need a punch button. But <laughs> you, only, I do too. You, and I really you, oh, you only get like two punches per per map. That's like <laughs> I feel like that would make it hilarious. Oh yeah, especially on the one the memory tiles where you all have yes. to like jump. Oh, that would be perfect. People just, would just use them all at the at the start <laughs> and be flying off. Oh my god! But I I really wish there were more like um. I do wish there were more like Mario Party style type games where like mm. you were if you got to like manipulate the environment somehow like blowing up a balloon There's or only something one like logic that game where... too which is weird I noticed. What do you mean? Like you know how the games have the mini games have tags like it'll be like race or logic or um they have like oh, tags no, for I the game type that. survival yeah. Um and they're like different game types basically and the only logic one they have is the is the memory one. Oh, okay. So it's like... But yeah, I'm like, I would like to see more, like, I would like to see more of the team games not be based around, like, a ball. Yeah. It'd be cool if they just had a (laughs) button mash minigame. Kind of like the balloon one in Mario Party. So I'm like, I I don't know. Yeah, like, I would like to be, like, race to blow up a balloon or Mm. race to cut a log or something like that. I think they're getting there, to be honest. I think they'll yeah because i like that there's a season one tag on this which implies there will be more seasons oh yeah that battle pass is a grind too i just got to the hot dog like it took so <laughs> many matches yeah i got the hot dog but i'm going for the chicken now 
yeah I want the, chicken. the chicken is cool I, w- I really want the lion at the end but it's so far like and i so far. i do find myself checking the store like every so day I. whether i'm playing or not just i have like sixteen thousand coins and nothing to spend i know on. so do i <laughs> they need to refresh the store more yeah for real for real but last night i was like dinosaur skin disappears in like six hours i was like okay i gotta get two levels in six hours i can do that yeah so oh, i do like that that even as long as you don't quit uh during a round like you always get some something. points towards progress whether you only finish the first round or not and the better you do you get these like gold silver bronze medals like depending right. on how how well you do in each round that give you more xp and coins and stuff yeah, because I was trying to see if like getting first place actually mattered, and it does yeah. seem to matter. In, you get in a pretty years. big XP boost. Yeah, um, which is cool. But yeah, so th- that's been super enjoyable. I, it's it's a game that I I find myself wanting to play a lot. Now you got to get to five crowns so you can get those boss costumes. Oh my god, I see people in those. I don't know how they have how they have that <laughs> many crowns already. It's insane. Um, but yeah, and then other than that, well, this kind of ties into that, so. Um, this wasn't last night, but this was a while ago. I decided to try out PS4 remote play. So my, my, where I'm recording right now, where my PC is and stuff, it's in a completely different room from where my PlayStation was. So I was like, if I ever want to record stuff, usually I have to bring the PlayStation up here to the capture card. But I was like, let me just try out this PlayStation remote play. Cause like my PS4 is wired and my computer is also wired. So I'm like... I feel like it might be pretty decent if I play like that. So I played two games with the remote play on my PC um, with a PlayStation controller too, by the way. Um, I played Fall Guys and I played the Avengers beta. And it, I, I basically put this on here just to say like this feature works way better, better than I thought it would. And if anybody still doesn't think, and this isn't even real game streaming, but if anybody still doesn't think uh, game streaming is like a thing that's close, like it's ridiculous like it was like i i didn't really feel or i don't think i felt any noticeable latency playing it the only really major thing i noticed was like a lot of compression on the screen so it would be like not hd looking in a way um but it wasn't like unplayable you know what i mean like everything was pretty this was playing your ps4 through your laptop yeah exactly okay and basically what it does is you connect to your actual PlayStation. Like if it's in rest mode, you can connect with other devices on the same network. Um, so you use this app. It actually turns on your PlayStation and then it sends the streaming signal from your PlayStation to your PC. And you literally operate it with your controller, like everything on your PlayStation. You can do party chat through it. You can um, all the menus and stuff are the same. It basically just opens up in this little window on the computer and it's really cool because like you can move the window around because it's not actually on the computer hardware it's on the playstation still um but it all just depends on how good your your home network is um but it was actually pretty playable um surprisingly so that was that was a cool little feature i discovered that because i'm like my ps tv struggled on ethernet did it which was surprising to me so this is a good upgrade to that yeah yeah, I think it works really well, and I think because of the fact that it's going off of the PlayStation's hardware, it probably helps. And it's not, it's not, the signal isn't really leaving your house, you know what I mean? It's its your own network, so it's not like going to a data center somewhere full of PlayStations. 
Um, right. So I, I don't know if that helps it or hurts it, but it's it's something I could see myself doing if I'm just like upstairs. I don't feel like going back downstairs and I just want to play a PlayStation game. I can just real quick open up the app and it'll start my PlayStation and and be good to go. So that was a cool little feature. I, I see like they have on. this also an iPad. I will try this yeah. novelty to see if it works. PlayStation remote play. And you can probably and I'm pretty sure you can sync your controller with your iPad. You should be able to. Um so yeah you'll have to way to help me, me dual screen. You feel me? <laughs> Always. Um and then other than that I watched a couple shows. Uh I finished Radiant. It did, I will admit it really turned up at the end. You caught up to Radiant. Yeah, I caught up because I guess it's still <laughs> ongoing. <laughs> um, but it didn't end in it. Like, I don't, I don't feel hurt by the ending. You know what I mean? Like, I feel satisfied enough with it for, for whenever it comes back or whatever. But um, it, it, as, I, as I've probably said before, the show, it started off super slow. But by probably the middle of season two, maybe the, I would say the middle of season two, it started to, to ramp up a lot. Um, and I mean, yeah, I, I think, I think I'm, I think I'm, I, I can say I'm probably a fan. Um, or at do you least see I'm, the one piece, do you see the one piece comparisons I was making with this last arc? I do. Cause it's like, they keep talking about Radiant and, and it seems so far away and you have no information <laughs> on it in the same way that one piece is the exact same thing. Um, yeah, and it's like I'm gonna actually accidentally endear myself to these woodland spirits and get involved in their drama. Yeah, and have to deal with all of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but for some reason, still, I feel like Radiant they'll actually find it in the show, whereas One Piece, I don't, I don't know what they're gonna, how they're gonna end the show, or it's if they're ever gonna end the show. Yeah, I don't the know One that Piece. they can end the show. Like, it might it might be in a hole now. <laughs> Um, but now, other than that, so I also started uh, Bofuri by your recommendation. Um, I'm not very far in. I'm only on like episode two, I think. Um, and I mean, it's it's decent so far. I'm not like. I think it's gonna take. I think it's gonna take at least until episode five a before you get in. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna keep watching. Um, because I <laughs> I know you're gonna be watching it. Like I I think I spent five four to five episodes being like, why am I watching? Because it's a little like aimless right now. Like she's just yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna kill these monsters so I can level up, and then she's just like, oh, I'm walking through a dungeon. Oh, it's but then a boss. she like she keeps putting all of her points into, into defense. defense. Yeah. <laughs> And she gets and all then these it's like, skills. Yeah, it's like they'll they'll you know she has pretty competent teammates. Yeah, I know at least because uh, I don't know if you have you met her like main friend yet. The uh, is it? Is she, you can say it. It's it's not gonna. I don't remember her name, but she plays like a kind of like a thief yeah. type character. Like she's got like the little uh, dagger. Yeah, and she's like quick. She does like quick moves. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like they'll all be legitimately like we need to level up or we need to move to this area. And then it's like she literally will wander off un- into like the most valuable area mm-hmm. and somehow make her way out of it. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Miraculously. Yeah. So I'm like, it just it, it just yeah. Give it to episode five. If you still don't understand or you're just like, why? Then you can stop. But right. I'm just like. 
there was a point where I'm just like, now I'm in, and yeah. now I can't not watch this. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Not nah, though. So one thing though that I really did want to say I liked about it was like I, it really reminded me of like an actual MMO, like the way she was like making a build and like her yeah. her skills and her armor and stuff were like based around it. And I I, I just thought that was a, a pretty cool touch to it. it. It was like it made me nostalgic of of MMOs. Um, yeah, because I think yeah, in the next few episodes you'll probably actually get into like one of the MMO events that yeah. they're gearing up for. And so some of the events are actually pretty interesting. So word, yeah, I'm gonna keep watching. I'm gonna keep watching and keep you up. Yeah, there. it definitely gives me it's if it gives me like unintentional, like the way Konosuba's comedy is intentional. Yeah, like this feels like unintentional, but it's still hilarious. Got you, got you. Um. But yeah, so I will keep you all posted on that. And then um, two things, the last two things that kind of go hand in hand. Um, I finished watching Last Airbender on Netflix and I started watching uh, Legend of Korra on Netflix. Um, and the main thing I want to say is my takeaway so far is that the first season alone of Korra is better than seasons one and two of, La- of Last Airbender. Jesus I'm going to just leave you all with that. You know what I'm saying? We can save all the details for why for yeah i'm not gonna argue with you right now but we can leave it at that um so yeah that was that was pretty much what i what i was i still all i'll say right now is i still don't understand cora i don't understand cora cora's internal conflict as much as i did i felt like i understood angst and that's it that's all i'll say yeah. I didn't understand Angs at all. And I feel like I should understand Cora because she's older and she's also a girl. I was about to say Cora to me just felt like a typical teenager, like a typical 17, 18. But that's the thing. Are they teenagers? Yeah, Cora. Are they like young adults? No, so Cora's story goes from when she's 17 to 21 by the end of the whole series. Okay. And uh, so to me it's they, they're basically young adults. Yeah. And to me it's always been like that that part is so part that part of my life is not so far away. From where i'm at now so i still i still kind of like i feel for a lot of it Whereas, but that's why i i did tell i did tell steph i said you know don't you appreciate the fact that like when you know when ang wanted to punch a dude in the face he was like no you know there's a better way to go about this don't even get me started must remain peaceful why don't is ang so but soft? like Cora just will punch the dude in the face. Yes. <laughs> I was like, doesn't that just make you feel it better? It feels so, yeah, it feels so much better. I was like, isn't it awesome that she's just firebending? Yes. Like, it's not like a big, scary thing. She's just doing it. She's airbending. And I was like, and then um, I don't remember his name, but uh, the the guy who is in prison and... Uh, is that year? Yeah. And he, uh, I don't want to spoil, but like some things happened to him. Yeah. And I was like, isn't it nice to see airbending used for violence? Oh, yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> it was I was amazing. like, so often it was just used for like pratfalls and like making someone slip or knocking someone slightly into place. But I was like, seeing someone like airbend for like With actual aggression. violence. Yeah. yeah. No, nah, it's so, it's um, but yeah, I we'll talk about that when we do our verses. But yeah. yeah, that's the only thing while I'm watching this is just that, like, I'm having such a hard time trying to understand Cora's, like, like I, I, I'm, I am identifying, <laughs> I am identifying more with Tenzin than I'm, I'm yeah. identifying with Cora. Interesting. 
Like, I feel like I understand everything that's happening inside of Tenzin, but I don't oh, yeah, understand I get, I get what's Tenzin happening too. inside of Korra. I think Tenzin, Tenzin makes sense, um, is, yeah. I guess, the way to describe Plus, it. I love the whole sibling thing. Like, that, um, I feel like that happened pretty early on, but, like, with mm-hmm. him and his brother and his sister, and they're just like, Dad didn't treat us like he treated you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, gosh. too real right now. Jeez. Nah, but... So, the whole time I was just for me it was just the whole time I was watching Lab like I just felt I was just mad at that how naive they were and I knew it was because they're little kids but it's like they're so stupid half of the time and I'm like I just don't get it like stupid but they also take on like a, a huge amount of responsibility especially yeah. Katara because I'm like Katara <laughs> used to get on my nerves but at the same time you you have to understand like nagging. everything that she's trying to figure out <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's insane. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, so that was my week. My extended week. So yeah. Week. I'll knock off Fall Guys and Cora because we just talked about that. Mm. Um I played some more Greedfall. I'm nice, starting nice. to enjoy it a bit more. Um nice. the the button complications that I were had that I was having <clears throat> before are somewhat subsiding because mm. I'm, you know, kind of just the things that I use the most, I'm binding to my directional pad and just kind of leaving it at that. And like, if I need to explore new moves later, I'll do so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to get used to the whole like pausing in combat to use your special techniques and things like that. I forgot that was a um, thing, to be honest. <laughs> and I actually made it to the island. So I'm running around kind of exploring the island right now. The mapping system. Mm, how do I feel about this? I uh, thought it was kind of rough. It is a bit rough. Uh, something I didn't like, like um, last night, uh, one of my options I had for a quest was um, I needed to like get someone to ingest sleeping potion. Mm-hmm. And I had to make the sleeping potion. And it was like, I, I finally upgrade enough. I, you know, do some fighting out in the field, upgrade enough to get my science talent mm-hmm. so that i can actually craft the sleeping potions on my own so i do all that i get to cra- to the workbench craft the sleeping potion and then it's like okay i have this one ingredient that's like limiting my sleeping potions um but it doesn't it tells me the name but it does not tell me where to find it like right you know like it's found by trees it doesn't give you anything it's like here's the name mm-hmm. so while I was, I like kind of deselected that quest and I was like, I'll go just look, I'll try to do another quest and see if, you know, I get information about this later. Mm-hmm. So as I'm running around on the other quest, I see, like, I'm just picking up items, you know, that are out in the world. And then like, I realize I pick up some more for a sleeping potion. So I was like, okay, it's definitely coming from something on a tree. Mm-hmm. So I reselect the sleeping potion question. Then I'm basically just like running around and I get to, like I clear out this one whole field where I found two of the ingredient and then I'm like, well, the shop sells ingredients. Let me see if they sell it. So they sell I have I need four. I have two and they just happen to be selling two. So I'm like, I feel like I finished this quest by like a little bit of luck. Right. In that I had already gathered the two I could in the wild before right. I pr- purchased the last two. But it's like it leaves you. It's so vague at times where you're just like, "Where do you want me to where go?" Where am I supposed to? Yeah. Where, like, because not most of the places. It's kind of like a hub system. Yeah, yeah. 
So like on the map, it looks like there's roads connecting, but it's really like once you exit the town, you'll like run down the road a couple feet and then like a travel, a a quick travel icon will pop up. Mm -hmm. And if you keep walking past that, it's going to force you to to the map anyway, like a big map will open up and it'll say, where do you want to go? So you really can't walk from like hub to hub. You have to quick travel. travel, And then each like quick travel has like a set. Uh, a list of locations like smaller locations Mm -hmm. so it's like you kind of got to know where you're going it's it makes it a little bit hard to like explore the open world so to speak interesting but um i like the creature design somewhat the the combat at times can feel a little bit clunky but i'm getting used to it in Mm -hmm. that like it feels clunky in that it doesn't feel like i'm that strong right now yeah i thought it felt kind of floaty like it it didn't have a lot of impact to it yeah, I'm not feeling. I feel like that's less the game and more like what I'm fighting with right now. Because okay. I have like very like thin, like I have very like agility based swords. Oh, so they're like quick. So, yeah, and like I literally there's an upgrade that I need to even be able to handle a heavy one handed weapon. Mm-hmm. It's like heavy one handed weapon, heavy two handed weapon, mm-hmm. two handed weapon, and so there's so many smaller classifications for the weapons that you're carrying like i have some magical rings um i have some i have like a big giant axe that i just can't use because i don't have the skill for it Mm. um so it's gonna be a little bit of like just me kind of running around and being like all right level up these very base skills so that i can at least handle these items and these attributes and use these things that they're showing me right but um the story continues to be mildly interesting. I still don't 100% know what I'm doing other than that, like, I'm some sort of, like, diplomat for, like, negotiating, like, the merchants. Like, I kind of represent all of the merchants that are on this island. Mm-hmm. And I guess there's some back politics at play. I wonder if that's and where the greed this, comes in. Well, I think that it's a bit of that because it's, like, everyone's trying to colonize this one place. Right. And then there's like native people. And the one thing that came, the one thing of interest that happened yesterday was like, so I'm helping this one native woman because like her mother got kidnapped or something and they were in some kind of war. Mm -hmm. And she was basically like, she has the same weird plant growth on her face that I have on mine. Yeah. That thing is nice. And yeah, when you have like, I, you know, you can talk to your party members. And when she was in my party, I had to speak to her about her mother. And there was this one dialogue option that was like, it was like, ask her why she thought you were a native. And so they have a conversation where your character is like, when I'm, when I was at home on the mainland, everyone, no one thought I, everyone thought I was from here. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, when I'm here, you thought I was from here and you're from here. And then she says something about like the mark, the marking is some type of blessing. Wait, what? And then she names something, but it's in like their weird native language. Yeah. And but she has like weird magical like plant healing powers. Interesting. So <laughs> it's like I don't know if this story is going to go on that you find out that like you're from this island, or I don't know what any of that is about. Like I'm really still in like the people part of this story. I haven't really gotten into like the, the world under lore. Okay. But yeah, it's like it's weird because it's like you talk to the natives and the place that you're in is called Tear for Deer or mm-hmm. Tear for Day or something like that. And it's like the natives spell it one way and like talk about it one way. And then the people that are settling it call it they 
it's still tear for day, but they spell it differently and they talk about it differently. Yeah. So I guess more of it is going to be like figuring out the actual history of this island. Gotcha. You know, being that we're like the invading force here. Right. It's probably so, a dark history. Yeah. I would imagine. Uh, but yes, I'm going to keep playing it. It's not, I haven't hit like a wall that's making me want to stop. Um, does the dialogue matter in this game? Like, does it change stuff? Like the world and the story? I think it does. I think it does because okay. there's times where you can use charisma and intuition and things like that if your mm-hmm. points are high enough. Okay. And yeah, there's been situations where it's like I got out of doing something the harder way. Okay. Or like because I helped this person, it's like now they're here to help me mm-hmm. type of deal. I so. But yeah, uh, I'm just gonna keep playing it, and if it gets more interesting, I'll let you know. But it had a big boss fight at the top, so mm-hmm. and I thought I was gonna like hit a hard wall, like I did in Dark Souls. Oh no! But no, I actually ended up fighting it. It was okay. So cool, cool. Yeah, but yeah, it's like the boat. I think it was a boat. Before you leave for the island, there's a boat that is at the harbor, and it's like you're walking towards your ship to get on, and then this, like, a cutscene happens, and then this uh, deer, like, deer skull, like, antler-headed, like, it looked like a hawk mixed with, like, a Groot with, like, a deer head on it. Oh, my God. Like, a deer skull head, and it burst out of the side of the ship. And so, like, you have to fight that before you can even get on the boat to go to the island. So I'm like, if there's that kind of stuff is there, then it should be interesting. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. For sure. So, but yeah, it definitely feels like a hard RPG. Mm. Uh, That's all I will say there. I like that. And then the last thing I did, which I'm not going to go into because I still don't understand it 100%, is I played um, Gloomhaven. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is a Steam game, but it is also a board game, and I played the board game version. Okay. Um, <laughs> this board game easily weighs like forty pounds. Jesus Christ! <laughs> because of all the pieces that are included with it, <laughs> uh, it is essentially like an RPG uh, adventure campaign board game. Uh, um, there's like I'm almost a hundred scenarios. Um, but yeah, it's like you pick a character class. Um, and you have a starting character class, and as you advance through the game, there are other character classes that open up to you. And yeah, me and my friends started that last week. We're like two scenarios in, but I don't know if we're going to drown in it because there's just so much to understand. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's my first time playing an RPG-type board game of this nature, and it is intimidating. And there's like 20... We have like twenties. I'm like we have like twenties of block bags of pieces at this point. Really, it's outrageous. Yeah, oh it's outrageous. Gosh. Don't lose any of those. Oh no, that's the whole point of the Ziploc bags because <laughs> it was getting insane. But yeah, I mean, it's for two people. It's okay. I think it's one of those games that gets enhanced by with the more people you play because it also has like you can base. It's a role playing game, so it's like you can kind of act the character and that kind of thing if you want to get that far into it but Ooh. we're just trying to figure it out still now so i'm trying to find out if, if the steam version has multiplayer no i don't think it does yet 
Because that's literally what I I said. This is why I would want to play this on computer because it keeps track of all of this stuff for you. It's um, and he was like, they don't access. have it yet. Yeah, yeah they don't access. have multiplayer yet on the Steam version. All right, yeah, keep an eye on. That. But yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a game where your movement and actions are based off card selections, mm-hmm. and you um exhaust cards. I like basically that type of the stuff. card. The number of cards acts as your stamina, mm-hmm. and you kind of like exhaust cards, and you have to get out of the dungeon before you run out of cards. Interesting. I like it. So, I like it. But yeah, that's pretty much what I did this week. Nice, nice. Um, trying to see what's up with this news. Yeah. All right. So first up, got a huge PS5 leak. Um, a lot of this is just gonna confirm. Uh. Well, I won't say confirm because it's still a leak, but a lot of this is going to back up all of the other leaks and, and stuff we've all kind of heard. Um, but this person kind of, these posts made it seem like this person was hugely confident about all of this. Um, so this is stuff like the price, release date, um, pre-order information. So I'm going to just go down the list real quick. Um, so as we as we heard before, the price will be uh, 4 dollars for the regular PS5 and 399 for the discless PS5. Um, the controller will be $70. Uh, obviously, there's going to be one that comes with the console, but extra controllers would be $70. Um, they're going to sell a charging port for the controllers for $30, similar to what they have for the PS4. Um, the PSI camera, or the PlayStation 5 camera, I don't know which, what they're calling it, that's going to be $70. Um, wireless headset is going to be uh, $160. Um, they're going to have an entertainment remote, a media remote for $30. Um, and a vertical stand. Uh, I don't know if a vertical stand will come with the PlayStation, but they're going to be selling one separately for um, $25. That's a lot for a stand. That's yeah. Nuts. But mine's going to be on its side, so I will not need that. <laughs> And uh, PSVR for PS5 is in the works for fall 2021 and will cost $400. Um, and it will require new controllers, um, I guess, as opposed to the original PSVR. I don't know. I did not have one. Um, and then what else we got? The PS5 release date is supposedly going to be November 20th. Um, and I believe, I think that's some type of anniversary or something. I could be wrong about that, but November 20th is the date we have. Uh, what else? That's the digital edition. Um, the release date for the PlayStation 5. Okay, yeah, the, the release date for the PS5 will pay homage to the first DualShock controller, which released on November 20th, 1997. Um, and then I believe... I need, I need the stand to come with it. Come on now. I hope they do bundle a, a stand with it at least. Because that be that's like, good. it's hilarious uh, <clears throat> just to go back for like a hot second because it relates to this. So you, he buys the Gloomhaven game. Mm-hmm. It's this gigantic box. You open it and the first thing inside is like a pamphlet for the electronic version. Mm-hmm. And then also <laughs> here, here's, you flip it over. It's like, here's the ultimate organizer for this game mm-hmm. but it's a separate purchase and it's like uh, bro you know i need flagrant. this for the game yeah. why would you make like why would you make this separate would you just include this? it in the price of the game so greedy yeah no nah, i feel it 
I feel it. I really do hope they have a stand because the Wii had a stand when it launched. Thank you. It's a piece of plastic. It is. Some people are going to be like 3D printing them. But maybe though, I will say, maybe you don't need the stand. Maybe it's good enough to just stand on its side on its own. It, like the current It looks like a Magikarp when it's on its side. It does. It looks like a Magikarp out of water. It's got mad fins. <laughs> it's mad aerodynamic looking. It looks like I could throw it and it'll come back to me like a boomerang. It looks like it'll be rocking. Yeah. If it's not on a stand. It's definitely, mine's going to be rocking. <laughs> mine's gonna be rocking for sure um and then this the rest is kind of about specs um there's only one really that i wanted to read that i thought was kind of interesting so um they seem to be saying that the the playstation onboard storage will only be 825 gigabytes um it's an ssd um and that will that 825 also includes the system software so it's only going to be about 700 gigs available um and that I, I do think that's super small. Like, that's going to get annoying real fast. Really? Um, you don't think so? I'd say that's about what I have right now with my external hard drive plugged in my PS4. I just feel like game sizes have been getting so much bigger and bigger over the last years that it's like, I have a terabyte right now, and I, can, I don't even think I can keep 10 games on my, on my system. Like... It's, I would probably I probably say I have like twenty between the external and the internal storage. Okay, how big is your external? Five hundred. Okay, and your Thanks. internal is also five hundred. I think so. Yeah. Okay, got you. Um, and not, I'm like, it feels like every time I get a game, I almost have to I have to shift. Yes. To do some shifting. <laughs> exactly. And I think I think that's going to be a big problem early on for the PS5, but. Um, they were talking about some type of proprietary internal upgrade you can buy for it. So, and I'm sure external will work with it as well. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much the um, the gist of it. Um, so what do you what do you how do you feel about all that? Are you feels like a new console release? I feel 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 about I don't, right. I don't know. I don't like I don't like this much spec speculation before I shop. <laughs> <laughs> But I know that this is something that, you know, you've dug into deeply. So I'm yeah. kind of just watching from afar. I feel that. And checking in from time to time. But yeah, I'm like, uh, it's going to come a time. Yeah. Just like there has been in every console cycle where I got to switch. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not switching in November. That's gotcha. definitely not going to happen. Gotcha. Yeah. I mainly just wanted to see that it was still coming this year and what the price was going to be. Yeah, I'm most curious about the release date and the price. Yeah, if I'm, anything. I'm interested in that for sure. Um and then next up some kind of exciting but weird news. Um Skyward Sword for the Switch listing leaked on Amazon. Um so as some earlier leaks also suggested this could be the first of the uh, formerly dead on Wii U, Zelda Switch <laughs> ports to make it back up. Um, I don't know that this is the one I would have picked, but I haven't played this one, so I'm not gonna complain. Hopefully, they make it not as motion controlly. I would like All that. Right. Name of this episode: Party in the Wii U Graveyard. Party in the Wii U Graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that's what that's what Switch is coming. <laughs> it's a graveyard for AAA games. It was a graveyard smash. It really is. Um, but have you have you played uh, Skyward Sword? No, I watched Skyward Sword. Okay, so this doesn't really get you that hype. 
you know I would prefer this be Wind Waker. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I would prefer <laughs> if it, to it be was TP. Wind Waker. I would have. <clears throat> you'd be talking to dead air right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd be. I'd Passed be out. screaming. <laughs> oh, That's man. here. But yeah, I don't. I really am just most curious what they're gonna do about the motion controls. If you're just gonna be waggling, like forced to waggle around your Joy Cons. Yeah. Or if there's actually gonna be a way to control this with a controller and stuff. Because I actually got. I was probably the least interested in this game too because I'm like something about uh, Link. Link does not belong up in the air. Period. <laughs> what? So it's like the fact that this game is like based on the sky <laughs> is a terrible idea. That's what did it for you. The sky. Yes. He belongs on like, a pirate ship be in the flying ocean. everywhere on birds. <laughs> He's terrestrial. He is a terrestrial being. Link interacts with some type of Rudo temple or Rudo dungeon in every single. Zelda yeah, and it's always uh, like the air temple. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. In, in, in Twilight Princess, it's like awesome. the hardest fucking temple. The it double so claw hard. shot. Oh my god. That's a yeah, top five I, Zelda item. That's in a the Zelda thing. Game. That's one thing I said I was missing in Breath of the Wild. I was like, I'm like, I want my hook shots. Mm-hmm. Where's my hook shot? I'm mad that that was like the favorite tool and and the one that they took out. Like, because they know if they added a hook shot to Breath of the Wild, you just double hook shot up the mountain <laughs> and it would like all the challenge would be gone. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That should be like the the reward for completing the game or something yeah new game plus with double hook shot that'd be awesome i agree that'd be really cool um but yeah i mean i'll play it when it comes if it comes probably regardless because i haven't i've been waiting to play it because i don't have a wii u or no this was a wii game i'm sorry this was a wii game yeah this was a wii game i'm completely wrong about that um but yeah but yeah like this before twilight princess before wind waker a little weird it's weird a little weird um and next up, we got some ninja stuff um, and some samurai stuff. So, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, I forget the studio's name. I forgot to write it down. But um, they announced a free coming, upcoming uh, co-op DLC, which was very unexpected. Um, so, it's, it's going to be a new, completely new mode from the game itself. It's going to be a co-op mode. It's class-based, so you, pick like a, you can pick like a samurai or like a bow and arrow character or like a ninja um and you basically go into these other world instances and uh you fight instead of fighting humans you fight like demons and also humans and um it's going to be mission based at first but they're they actually said they're adding raids later which is i think that's really cool for this type of game um and something something fresh um a fresh take on this kind of like stealth actiony type of game um, which I think would be, I think this is actually what's going to tip the scale and make me buy the game like sooner than, than later. Is it like the undead <clears throat> version of Red Dead? When um, they came out with that? Kind of. It's less of, less of a horde mode and more of like missions that you're going through. Um, and instead of, because in the base game you only fight humans, right? Like it's all very realistic and supposed to be grounded. Um, but in this mode, they're saying they're going to add in, like, spirits and demons and humans and just all types of stuff to it. So. And it's going to be, they said, a little bit more challenging. Um, so I just thought that was a cool little thing um, that they're coming. It's so definitely a change-up. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm sure this game will probably be a free PS Plus game at some point. So it's like, it was always a thing in my mind was, like, no matter what, I'm going to end up getting it at that point. Um, but this might make me buy it sooner. Um, and then we got a 
delay of one of the PS5 launch exclusives, one of the big ones, uh, Deathloop, was delayed um, to 2021. Uh, honestly, I'm not too surprised. This is, happens every time a big game is announced. It's usually always delayed. Um, Did this feel like a big game, though? Oh, yeah, Arcane? The, this was probably... I would say top five in the in the hype for for PS Five exclusives, launch exclusives at least. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so um, not a huge shocker. I'm sure it won't be the last delay. Um, still, some other games uh, coming at launch, so still going on that. And and they cite COVID nineteen as as the major reason, as most of the game studios are. Although I don't remember if I said this with Halo. But I do think some studios are using COVID nineteen just as the excuse because, like, the yeah. game just isn't ready. <laughs> like, well, I understand what they're saying too because there's the quote is saying that it, it, they need more time for polishing. Yeah, which that's what I was like for this that's game. That makes is. sense because it really didn't seem like scale wise. It didn't seem like that big of a game Mm-mm. because it looks like you're running the same scenario with different variations right so yeah i could understand where they need to make those variations look clean and crisp and the ways that they are different yeah Yeah. so i kind of get that so i can't say i just think it's it's interesting that they they all say covid19 whereas they would probably need this delay whether or not (laughs) covid19 was there um like it's gotta be like in a it's gotta be like an equipment and then people being able to gather type of thing yeah I would assume because it's like, yeah, you can get they can get you the same equipment you had at work at home. Yeah. But then it's like if you're used to working in a group atmosphere on certain things, that's a lot harder to do on Zoom yeah, when true. everyone can't necessarily see from your perspective. Yeah, Certain things I would definitely think you need to meet for like mocap or like um, voice lines you wouldn't need to. I think mainly probably mocap and. and... No, because I'm like, they're literally filming Rick and Morty like season five right Remotely. now. Yeah, with like they're just putting people in like voice pods. Oh, okay, I got you. Um, Secluding them. So yeah, there's ways, but um, I'm happy to wait for this game. Um, it was something that was on my radar, but I wasn't like itching. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and then we got some Xbox news. So they revealed the official Xbox Series X UI. Um, and it looks like an upgrade to the Xbox One UI. Um, looks pretty clean, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully it's hopefully Microsoft gets better at UIs at some point. Um maybe maybe this is a step in that direction. Uh we won't know until people actually get their hands on it really. Um did you get a chance to a, see the pictures? Yeah, I'm looking. I'm like I'm not a huge fan of the current UI. Yeah, me neither. But like I like the UI previous to the current UI. Like I miss the blades. The blades. I think the blades is the thing I liked. I vaguely so you're talking blades. about like the end of 360. 360 yeah yeah Mr. the blades those were good i think those were straightforward easy to understand i think that's the thing they're trying to put too much into these uis like i feel like switch has the right idea all they need to do is add a web browser like yeah but it's like they'd be trying to put too much too many features too many shortcuts too many you can make folders you can pin widgets and like i don't i feel like it doesn't need all of that yeah, because I'm like I much. still I would have trouble every time I went on my Xbox. I'm like, where did Hulu go? Yeah, like where to go? To me, <laughs> the PlayStation UI is amazing. It's just really, really slow. 
at this point. Like, yeah, that that's my only problem with PlayStation UI really is that slow. it it hesitates for so long. It was so fast when it first launched, though. Like day one, yeah. that thing was moving. Blip, 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 yeah. blip, blip. <laughs> now it takes like five minutes just to open up the store. It's rough. <laughs> um, and then next up, some other a new another new game that I'm really really hype about. Um, this game came out of nowhere. Um, it, they dropped a trailer online that went that went super viral. Um, it's called Black Myth Wukong, um, and it's a new IP, uh, AAA IP developed by a Chinese studio, Black Science. Um, it's going to be on every console as well as PC. And from the alpha footage they showed, it looks like a, a Souls like, um, kind of a mix of Souls and maybe like God of War type of combat. Um, huge bosses. The boss design was amazing. They have this giant like spider centipede looking thing that like rolls up into a ball at you and it's like weird looking bug arms reach out and like swipe at you and it was it was really cool looking um so it's got like the scale it's got like the really good looking environments um the gameplay just looks extra fun like i I think they really might have something here um so i'm super hyped for this one um and i it's i really love that kind of eastern like vibe that that these type of games have so yeah i'm seeing the i'm just looking at like the monkey the monkey warrior yeah with the pole arm yeah it's it's really cool because I, I i'm laughing because i like he looks cool here i i there's a monkey character almost identical to this in summoner's war mm-hmm. and i hate him really <laughs> it's probably based <laughs> but, uh, on wukong he looks a lot cooler here. Yeah, it's probably based on Wukong. But nah, it's based- Yeah, this movement is stupid fluid. So the story in the game is based off of the Journey to the West, I believe it's called. Is it Journey to okay. the West or Journey to the East? You know what I'm talking about? Have you heard of that? I before? think so. Yeah, it's like a it's like a Chinese tale. Um and there's other games based off. I think Od- that game Odyssey to the West is from on PS2 was based off of this or PS3 mm-hmm. was based off of this. Um, so it's just, you know, some folklore type of stuff, which is always really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just hyped to see, see more about, about this. This looks like, it's like, it's like, it's like Eastern Chinese Skyrim. Yes. But smoother and not first person. Yes. (laughs) Um, do you see those bosses though? They look nuts. Yeah. I'm looking at this fucking sky dragon. It looks insane. Insane. Like. I can't wait. But yeah, the movement is very fluid. I know. And this studio, I've never heard of the studio before. Like, it seems like they came out of nowhere. Um, but they might have a hit. And then um, we got some news about uh, Crunchyroll possibly changing hands. Um, you want to tell me a little bit about this one? Yeah, so... This article in particular says what Warner Media is looking to sell... Uh, Crunchyroll, the the whole entire streaming service for at least a billion dollars. I'm gonna buy it. Um, the, the sources that I, I saw, card. the sources I saw earlier in the week were saying that they were potentially selling it to Sony. Ooh. Which I was like, that would be interesting because Sony already owns Funimation. That's a move. So, Sony owns Funimation. Yeah. How did I not know that? So Sony and. You know, it, essentially, if Sony bought it, they could probably merge. Can you get Funimation uh, on Xbox? I don't know. I know you can get it on PlayStation. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if you can get it on Xbox. Interesting. But um, yeah, I thought that would be Based interesting. 
it would probably be better for them to merge Fuse Funimation the app, and Crunchyroll. Sell the bundle. Sell the bundle. Well, that and the fact that like apparently Crunchyroll doesn't treat their staff as well as we would like to think they would. Ooh, that's not good. Because it's like the story that we heard in the past with Crunchyroll was like so I'm a okay, let me throw it back a little bit. When I discovered Crunchyroll, it was it was a free service where you could go really? and watch anime and there would be ads. Yeah. It was not a subscription like service when I first found it. Yeah, essentially. That's but you wild. had to sign up. Yeah. And so then after a while, I guess when they noticed enough people were coming here, it turned into like and you still can today. You can watch a lot of Crunchyroll for free. It just, just has late. ads. Yeah, and the episodes are you don't get the episodes. Yeah, they won't one. let you watch like the most recent ones. Mm. So essentially most people subscribe to Crunchyroll under the auspices that we're paying a premium monthly in order to watch new episodes as they come out. Ad free. And then, yeah, to also support, uh, and now we're supporting like independent animation. So things mm. like God of High School and Tower of God mm. are things that we're supporting because we're we're paying a subscription to Crunchyroll instead of just watching it for free. All right. But it was like apparently they 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 weren't paying their staff very well. Jeez. And then also you know it's like it's you kind of are paying into the same meat grinder mm -hmm. as if you were. And then oh, on top of this, uh, so did you ever use Kiss Anime to watch anime? Yeah, they got shut down. Yeah, Kiss Anime got shut down. So I'm gonna be even more. Uh, Fox, like when not mentioning the other website that we use, oh, yeah, for <laughs> because sure. I don't want it to be taken down. What other website, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, the um, I just find this interesting because, like, so you have Crunchyroll, you have Funimation, you have High Dive, you have VRV, it's and I too feel like many, I feel like those are the main ones where you can go and subscribe to watch anime. Too many. Hulu has a lot of anime, but I think that's also because uh, they had a deal with Funimation. Yeah. Um, because they seem to have a lot of Funimation's uh, products mm -hmm. compared to everywhere else. Right, right. So I'm like, I, I don't know. I think it would. I Amazon. like Crunchyroll. So if Crunchyroll, Crunchyroll were to stay as it is and just merge un into under Sony, I think that would be fine. I just want a bundle where I can pay one slightly cheaper price for Crunchyroll and Funimation. So I can not have to go to 15 million different apps to watch the show yeah. that I want to watch. I just, yeah, I wish that, like, I wish that Amazon would give up on anime completely. Just give it, a, <laughs> give it away and, or make it. you know, like, yeah, like, put, like, let other other services have what anime what anime that amazon has because that, that's probably half of their viewership i don't think it is though because they got amazon got rid of they had like they a have premium, the boys they had a premium amazon anime service which they got rid of yeah anime because strike. nobody was using it right. so that's why i'm like please just give it to somebody who knows what they're doing yeah. with anime because it's like they're you'll go to their anime like genre section it's like and it's like they're no, it's That's like it. it's like a Evangelion, and then some magical shit, magical girl shit from the nineties I've never heard of. <laughs> yeah. And it's like you need to be putting like Blue Exorcist and like the good shit you have. The you need to be shows. pushing it up, yeah. and they don't. So yeah. that's why I'm like, it's just really hard to find because I know to this day it's like 
I'll be like, like when when I when I was trying to watch Me in the Abyss, and it's like, okay, where does it come up? Amazon. <sighs> do I, come in, <laughs> do, I, I do I really want to deal with this? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I just thought it was interesting and and uh, applicable to our our wheelhouse because it's like yeah. I. F- it's never good to have a monopoly in things, but at the same time, it's like it sucks when you got to go through. We like can have five. a duopoly sometimes. I don't know if that's a word. <laughs> it, it does suck to go through like three, four, or five different streaming services just to find an anime. Yeah, and you're paying like ten subscription fees, like. And there's still I ones I can't that. get to. Yeah, there's still ones I want to watch I can't get to. So it's like I'm not even. I'm yeah. not trying to deal with it. So we will see what comes of this. Um. But we going into that versus mood. Yeah, let's get it. Let's get it. Um, before we start that, I have I put up some polls. Put up some polls from the last weeks and a preview of this week. Um. So, do you want me to just read both the one that the the one that we did last week and the one that we're about to do this week, or say the one? Let's do the one we did last week, and we'll save the poll results for after the versus discussion. All right. So that it applies to. For so I took two polls. I took one on Instagram, one on Twitter. I'm gonna do the Instagram one first. So we have Hunter Hunter versus Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, the poll sixty percent Hunter Hunter, forty percent Yu Yu Hakusho, and to be exact, that is six votes for Hunter Hunter. I got and four votes for Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, so Hunter Hunter is the winner of the Instagram poll, and then if we go to the Twitter poll. Um, we have Hunter Hunter versus Yu Yu Hakusho again, and this time we have with six votes, it was fifty fifty, three for Hunter Hunter, three for Yu Yu Hakusho. So overall, a really good, really really close, really close battle, I would say. Um, I think Yu Yu Hakusho just gets defeated by time. Yeah, I think that really is what it is. That's all it is. Um, less and less people are gonna know, even know what it is, the more and more time goes on. Um. But yeah, we can go ahead and get into this this next one. And which one do we have? Oh. So for this week. Wait, blah, no, blah, that's blah. not the one we were going to do. Or maybe I did the poll for the wrong one. <laughs> what did you do the poll for? I have a, so I did the poll for Blood Blockade and Doro Hidoro. You did the wrong one. I did the wrong one? Dang. <laughs> we super agreed on Made in a Bit. Dang. Well, we have some options here. <laughs> 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 all right well then i'll leave it up to you which one do you want to we do we have some options here um i can save the, da, 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 da. i da, can da, da, save da. the poll for doro Hidoro, and we can do made in abyss and i can put up a new poll for that one okay which i can then read next week that way it'll keep with the the pace we already have sounds good that was my technical technical difficulty music it's like a title card like a cartoon version of you but you're dead yeah oh god and then it's like me it's like me holding your arm your arm's like detached and i'm like oh no what do we do trying to figure out how to repair it how to tape it back on (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy all right so main abyss versus promise neverland um we're gonna. I'm gonna try and get better at this every week. That every time that we do this, 
So just to give you like, I should see, this is why, you know, I never prepare. I should give you like a brief synopsis on each one. But while I'm doing that, I will briefly say that the things that we have in common about these series is that uh, Made in Abyss is um, Made in Abyss and Promised Neverland both put children in very high stakes, uncomfortable adult situations. And I don't mean that in like a sexual manner. Yeah, I nothing just mean weird that, like, here, you weirdos who are thinking weirdly. <laughs> I just mean that they have to overcome obstacles that would be hard for an adult to overcome. Yes. Um, so that's one thing. That's kind of like the basis for why we put these two against each other. Plus, they're both fairly recent. Um, Main Abyss came out in 2017. Mm-hmm. And I think... Neverland was 18 or 16 or something like that. 18. I forget which order I watched these. I watched uh, Main Abyss first. I want to say I did too, but I really... uh, tw- winter twenty nineteen. So oh, okay, uh, Main Abyss has two years, but Main Abyss has taken a long time to uh, produce. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So just a oh, quick I figured synops- it out. Hunter Hunter was the the sick guy. Main Abyss is the lazy guy. I think because I saw another article about I thought Hunter it was Hunter. the other way around I think I saw an article this week saying the Hunter Hunter dude and him battling his illness or something like that okay okay um, yeah sorry, sorry. So, Go ahead. no you're fine so I'll set I just want to set the stage properly so main abyss young Rico has spent her entire childhood young spent Rico. her enti- entire childhood <laughs> dreaming of exploring the abyss an enormous pit and a series of caves filled with wonders and terrors that only the staunchest cave raiders have been have survived to bring back ancient artifacts from its depths no one knows just how deep the pit is but rico rico's own mother disappeared in it years ago leaving her daughter behind with a powerful urge to follow after her and learn abyss's mysteries for herself one day rico discovers a boy who seems to have originated from the abyss and appears to be a sort of robot can he aid Rico in her quest to find her missing mother, or will the children become the Abyss's next victims? So that's your setup for Made in Abyss. In Promised Neverland, we have Emma, Norman, and Ray, and many other siblings who live in an isolated or- orphanage cut off from the outside world. They live a charmed life surrounded by friends and watched over by Mama, their caretaker, until they leave the house for a foster family by the age of 12. The only rule is that they must never venture outside of the gate that isolates them from the rest of society, for dangers await. But one day, the children learn the true horror of what's in store for their short lives. So there's your quick synopsis for both. And would you like to go first, sir? Uh, I think I can. I can go first on this one. All right. I was trying to think of where I was going with that as you were talking. Um. So first up, I'm a I'm a I'm a kind of just talk about this one more generally. I'm probably not gonna break it down into points as much, um, but I must talk about Made in Abyss first. So Made in Abyss, um, I'm gonna do pros and cons. So that so that so the main pros of Made in Abyss for me are that so the thing with Made in Abyss is the abyss itself is I ha- I I haven't been gripped by curiosity more so. In, in, in many more things than, than trying to figure out what the abyss is. What's at the bottom 
what happened to this girl's mother. It, like, I, I have to know. Like, I have to know. I don't care what, if they never finish the show, this is one of those where I'm going to look it up what happens because I have to know. Um, and I think that's something that is, is stronger to me than, than um, Promise Neverland's kind of mystery of what is this world that we're living in? Like, what is, what are these monsters? Where did they come from? Like, I don't know if it's just the way each show frames it, but Promise Neverland to me, they don't really focus a lot on the monsters and, and what's outside the wall as much as they focus on these kids and their relationship with their caretaker and, and, and that type of stuff and their backstory. Um, so I think that may be part of it because with Maiden, Abyss, Maiden Abyss, the Abyss is the focal point of the show. It's almost like a character itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really like that aspect of it. Um, I think, uh, I actually think character wise that promise Neverland is probably stronger. Um, I just feel like, it has a wider variety, not only, but the, the, the care, I, I think just because it's, it's a more character focused show overall, whereas like Maiden Abyss is focused more on how the main characters, the very few main characters interact with each other on this journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I think in that aspect, aspect, I would give it to, to Promise Neverland a little bit more. Um, but I think at the end of the day, I'm kind of falling on Maiden Abyss as the one that I enjoy more and the one that I ultimately is the one that I want to see more of going forward. Like it's the one that I can't wait for a next season sooner than Promise Neverland, whereas Promise Neverland to me, like it seemed kind of cliffhangerish, but it also seemed like it could be a definitive ending ending. So it, I, whereas Maiden Abyss was just a hard cliffhanger. Um, so it's like, those are kind of things that, to think about there. Like, um, I don't know. I just have more anticipation for Maiden Abyss overall. I feel like I, I just kind of like the mystery better. Uh, and, and I think overall the world is, is more interesting, especially when it gets to those dark places. I think it, it, it handles those, those dark moments better and maybe it's because of the contrast of Maiden Abyss, better in Maiden Abyss, because it's like, maybe it's because the way the art style looks like it looks all cutesy. So you, you even more, you're even <laughs> more shocked when, when the real stuff starts to happen. But I think that's just a, an a applaud to the show, like a, a, a way the show does a good job of, you know what I'm saying? Like emphasizing like those moments and just making them that much more impactful, I guess so. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's 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 kind of that's kind of how I feel. I think I think so I give final the edge. statement. I think I give the edge to Maiden Abyss because I I don't know. Like I said, it's just more. At the end of the day, I just want to see that one more. I want to see the next season more of that show. So that's kind of what it comes down to for me. All right. Well, I'm a little shaky now because I had it. I had talked this out in my head all week. Yeah. But some things you mentioned just now kind of shook it up for me because, okay, so I'm going to kind of do similar format as you, except I'm going to compare certain aspects Mm -hmm. uh, that the only thing I can kind of judge this on is like my personal taste Mm -hmm. and the things that I know that will keep me watching as an anime viewer. Yeah. And so uh, to start off, I'll speak to your point of characterization. So. I do because so the 
setup and interest premise of meeting abyss is adventure exploration discovering new things um because you have a, a child who has been told so many stories about the abyss mm. and she you know wants to experience this herself discover new things so you kind of have that like i i equated to like our mission to get into space whereas the intrigue and promise neverland comes from what we know versus what we don't know in that you have these characters we understand how they think we understand what they want their desires but juxtaposed to that happy life that they're living is this outside unknown world that because the one thing that we have with Bane and Abyss is like we kind of have almost an om- omniscient view of the world whereas mm-hmm. like we're seeing things as they happen from everyone's perspective where in Promise Neverland it feels like we only know what our main characters know right. and nothing more that's true so a lot of the like because i i kind of i okay this can be done well in stories but when it happens i kind of get frustrated because i feel like it's it feels like a writer setting themselves up for a slam dunk Mm -hmm. like it's like it's like if you like were waiting for like michael jordan to do a slam dunk but it's like somebody rolled out like a 10-foot ladder Mm -hmm. for him to climb and then he's a, and then we cut back and he's just at the top slamming. <laughs> yeah. So it's like that's what it feel that's what it felt like sometimes in in Promise Neverland because there were a lot of moments where like I'll just give a specific example um when I think it was uh, like a turning point where they had concocted a plan the plan didn't play out exactly as they thought because the whole the kind of the whole thing that was tripping them up as they were coming up with these escape plans was how do we get all the rest of the kids out? Mm-hmm. It's like only the three of us know about this. How do we get all the rest of the kids out? And then you have the supplementary two characters, um, uh, the tall guy, Don, and the girl with the glasses that are part of the main crew, but they're kind of not. They're still not like in the inner circle, but like they're getting the information that we're getting as the audience. Mm-hmm. And then, like, an episode later, you find out, oh, when when Emma and Norman went to uh, the, the I forget the black mother's name. I forget, too. But they went to the black caretaker lady because they have this deal. And she's like, I'll tell you everything you asked me about. And it's like you find out that the other kids were outside the door listening. Yeah. Now, that's not like it's a surprise because they're just showing you that for the first time. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, so it's kind of like a slam dunk set up by the writers because they're like, oh, like we're we're planning this in the background the whole time, yeah, but but they just it's don't a fictional it. story and they had complete control over that. Exactly. Versus like, um, um, uh, Rico and the robot getting down to a certain level, and then it's like we've had such a like fairly easy time and then we hit level four and there's this poison monster and oh my god rico's literally about to die and oh my god how do we get out of this situation so it's like they've been foreshadowing those the whole time too who who just uh made an abyss like they're they'll tell you the dangers of the abyss way before like they were telling you that the whole time until rico actually got there and then you saw it actually happen in real time yeah 
And so, like, part of me feels like the intrigue with Promise Neverland is a little bit l- more of the writer and less of the actual world mm-hmm. creating that types of tension. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel that um, Promise Neverland kept my brain intrigued more because it's like all these kids are thinking in different ways and understanding their their mortality and the reality in different ways where Rico's still kind of like like this chicken get is like a, about to die and lose her arm and she's still like no it's fine we'll keep going and it's yeah. like that's not realistic yeah like that's really not realistic. <laughs> at all whereas like you see in promise neverland you see these kids like their plans fail and it's like they you know they're at the end of their rope and like you see their despair like yeah. there's moments where it's like you guys are gonna come up with another plan right yeah. like you're not just gonna give up and it really feels like they just gave up right right and so i'm like i just because like you look at the scales of these stories and you could easily say main of this is better based on scale but it's like mm. for the little bit that we saw of promise neverland it was so interesting like they made it so interesting even though there was nothing going on mm. essentially i was like and they've also like mastered uh the attack on titan like horror face, face. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they did, yeah. like they have like doubled down on that I and like that. made made me feel that gut feeling again mm-hmm. you know like, like i think you feel we both what they're said, feeling yeah i think we both said like you never have seen like a smiling woman's face and felt so much terror yeah oh my god <laughs> but she's creepy my at the end of the day at my very final statement mm. i'm kind of with you like i have this huge fear that promise neverland is going to turn into like a walking dead style Ooh. like human drama i hope not because it's like now we're outside of the fence where are we going yeah. are there resistance groups are there humans still out in this world right you know where is norman actually dead i don't know right but all of the above yeah but <laughs> I, I'm i'm with you like my biggest question is like what we i feel like we've been told that there's layers of the bitch you cannot return from so i'm just mm-hmm. like what is rico gonna do other than keep going down and then like what's down there so yeah, like i'm, I'm agreeing there, with gonna you be stuck with it in that like i have i feel like i've seen what um I feel like I've seen already what Promise Neverland is heading towards. Yeah. I'll be happy if they su- surprise me, but I've never seen something in this media like Made in Abyss. Yeah, I agree. And sorry, one last statement I had too to say. I think uh, with they do one thing like completely opposite. Like Made in Abyss is a premise of a girl leaving a good life or a relatively good life to go on an unreturnable journey. I think mm-hmm. that has so much more weight than people who are already trapped just trying to be free. You know what I mean? To yeah, me a least. little bit. Like, it, it seems like... I don't know, because it's like, you spend, like, your entire... Now, okay, take that back. You spend, outside of Ray, mm-hmm. <laughs> you spend your entire childhood thinking that you're on this happy place till you get adopted. Right. Meanwhile, like six months before it's your turn, you find out that you're actually just going to get turned into a hamburger. Right. But like, that's a lot. But it's like it's a it's a lot emotionally, but it's not a lot at stake when you think about it. You know what I mean? Because right. they were going to die if they didn't leave. So they only have one option, get eaten or leave. Whereas like 
uh, Maiden Abyss, it's like she's taking the initiative to leave her comfort zone and go into this, go on to this adventure that is essentially you can never turn back, like literally never turn back. But at the same time, because she's been warned of her entire life of the dangers of the abyss and she's going to school where they learn about the abyss, she's mm-hmm. at least somewhat prepared. She can oh, yeah. prepare herself. Like For these sure. kids found out, it's like finding out, yeah, it, it, you're 15 and a half and finding out yesterday like that you're going to die when you're 16 is go like above ground or above water. <laughs> for the first time it's just like oh no one told me about this like <laughs> yeah no, so, for sure but yeah that that when you said that made me think of ray where he's just like yeah I'm, i have like i didn't lose my memory from being a fetus that's so like insane. i knew this the whole time this show <laughs> like, taught me that that was a calm? real thing like that's insane how are you this calm i know so yeah final statement i'm going for me this word reluctantly Maybe this the tight the photo finish. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. Because I'm really curious. I'm really curious about where Promise Neverland goes, but main of this speaks to my inner adventure Pro- a yeah. little bit more. I was gonna say Promise Neverland, we've seen I feel like this this outline before. Um, right. Like you said, you have that fear of it turning into like Walking Dead. because um, we've seen this like escape into the worst world. Type of, yeah, because it's of like outcome. it's next season just going to be them on the road. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we've never been into an abyss. No. We've never been into a bottomless We've never abyss. been to the seventh layer of the abyss. No, we have not. No, we have not. Um, so, yeah, yeah, the abyss wins. That's versus mood. I will get a poll on that. So, yeah, put that poll up. Who defended it better? For sure. Do you disagree with both of us? Let us know. Nice, nice. All right. Do we want to talk about anime or do we? What are we doing? Um. What are we doing? I don't know. How did you feel about God of High School this week? I liked it. <laughs> I'm still. I I still can't complain. To be honest. So my friend was, I had a moment of like hilarity because my friend was, I was like, I was like zoning out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. And I really want to like to the fight scenes now already. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's because they keep, they don't just finish it. They keep snipping away. And I'm like, just let me see the fight. They do. And so they don't, though. They kept cutting back and forth. Well, yeah, but it's like if you keep jumping out of it and going to another <laughs> fight, I'm like, yo, let me see how this fight turned out. Yeah. But my friend was saying, after it became like, what is it? What do they call it? The ch- the chariok? Is that what they ch- call the uh, chariok? Chariok? You said chariok. Chariok. Yeah, like chariok. Chariok. I think of chariok. It's very native, native sounding to me. I don't know why. Chariok. Charbuck. Charbuck. Um, but yeah, so after they basically were like, Yeah, we have magical stands. Yeah. <laughs> my friend was I like, I thought you I think would I love like... that. Well, no, it's like my friend was like, I think I like JoJo better. Yo, I'm weak. That's <laughs> and I'm like, he okay, he hates JoJo because of how much I love it. Yeah. So the fact that he said that 
meant so much like he was saying so much in that statement tell me you did not enjoy the scene where the dude with the scythe is fighting the two assassins with their freaking the one dude with the angel wings and the other i forget what the other chick was okay bro 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 bro. okay how do you not enjoy okay that was half of the episode okay (laughs) hold on and then the other half Walk was the, the, shark, the shark dude. The shark Bro. dude. <laughs> Bro. Come on. Walk with me. Walk with all right, me. All right, all right. For two seconds, walk with me. All right. Back. All right. Slide back. All, all right. right. So remember remember back when anime was only on TV and like we didn't have all these streaming outlets mm-hmm. and we couldn't like find. Okay. So remember like you turn to like Toonami at midnight and mm-hmm. you'd see an anime and you see like a fight scene of this caliber and you'd be like, what's the show yeah right so okay that's the feeling that i had but any other time so like back then i'd be like okay like for example it'd be like cowboy bebop whatever Mm. i'd be like oh what's this and i'd find the name and be like okay let me go back to episode one let me see what this is about Mm. i because i cannot do that with this show yeah so if i saw that scene like in the middle of the night on a Friday night, and I would have been like, "What the? F- what is this?" <laughs> yeah. Okay, I can't do that because I've literally watched the show from the beginning, and I right. know that nothing is going to explain what is happening. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm checked out because there's so little. Con- like maybe I need a little bit more context. Wait, so what don't you understand? Let me. I want to see if maybe it's what something I don't understand is I don't honestly I don't understand why I'm checked out. Because it's it's giving me everything that I love, but at yeah. the same time, I'm like, okay, what? Well, I'm just like, what? Well, there must okay. be something specific you're looking for, or like, and then it's like a priest and a nun showed up, and then they got their asses kicked and they yeah. left, and I'm like, who was that? Assassins. Ooh. They're from Knox. <sighs> assassins. <laughs> See, and it's like, yeah, if you ask me, like, who are these people? Oh, they're assassins from Knox, and I, I would know that information, but I'm just like, it just feels so misplaced i don't know what it is that's the thing i'm like i'm gonna figure it out right but at this i'm just like i want to know like i was more when they when the announcer the blind announcer guy got Mm -hmm. got splatted knocks again assassin well that's what i'm saying like that moment right there i was like this guy is interesting okay he got splatted Mm-hmm. I want. I kind of want to know why he got splatted. Mm-hmm. I at least like one episode. Like take out that marriage episode, yeah, and give me an episode. Though. You can give me an episode. Co- like okay, you just finished. Uh, you watching Korra? You finished Airbender. Mm-hmm. You know the episode in Korra where they show how the first Avatar became the first Avatar. Yeah, and like it's not. It's like it's almost like a complete isolated episode on its own like there's no introduction to let you know you're watching Korra. yeah they could do an episode like that for this showing me why these groups exist or why they're attacking each other you gotta let them get there though I don't, it's I don't, only episode but like, five but that's what i'm like is this gonna be a show where like i watch it and then i'm gonna have to go back and watch it again nah, <laughs> with more context no so way. that it makes sense to me no way no way it, it is i don't not need that it but that's a do i don't even know if i need it to make more sense you don't. But it, it just it was so much and yeah the, you know i was sitting there going there's a fucking shark that just that appeared behind me <laughs> and i can't people. muster any excitement for oh my gosh it, it was so weird was i don't insane. know <sighs> i don't know i'm at a, i'm at a loss <laughs> it just i was just like now we're just full on because i said 
like three quarters of the way through the episode, I looked at my friend and I said, now I miss Outcast. Because I said, now mm. this is just turned into Outcast, mm. but without any story content. Right. Because it's like Outcast, you had the, they explained why we were having this tournament, why people have these magical techniques. Mm. But, you know, they didn't spend a whole lot of time explaining that, but they gave us a little bit of context. I think we're getting there because it's like we know, slight spoilers, we found out that they were doing this tournament to, to I guess, test people or whatever, right? Like to, to try to draw together people with these yeah, we said that. powers. We said that like a couple weeks ago or a week or so ago. Yeah. Um, and there's the the organization, the whoever's leading the, the tournaments and stuff, the Devil Horn guy. And then there's Knox. And then... I mean, there's mad cool fight scenes. I, I I feel like we went into this thinking. I feel like we both went into this thinking that it was going to be a show about awesome fights. And I mean, but it, I, I think thought that's it was exactly gonna what be it is. More, I did think I didn't think it was going to develop into magic battles. I thought it was going to be more grounded. I At least that the too. fighting part. I thought that too. I I didn't. I honestly, I didn't think it would have a deeper story whatsoever. I thought it was going to be. This is the tor- this is the premise. There's this tournament where you fight and there's going to be a winner of the tournament. I thought that was going to happen yeah. over 13 episodes and Like I thought gonna it was going to be like clean. I thought it was going to be like clean Baki. Yeah, I did too. I did too. Um, but so I don't mind but I'm not saying I mind the magical powers yeah. at all, but it's just like now it's like it. I don't know. Yeah, I'll give I'm going to watch it period, but I'm just like I was kind of just like oh. just kind of like not i wasn't able to get height but at the same time i was like just kind of like what is happening oh my gosh this is still like I feel my, like i missed like four episodes this is still my number one ongoing show right now like well i mean look I at the competition week. here yeah yeah like chill fire force and that, is and good that's too what I, stop it that's literally what i asked i said it are my expectations too high i think my expectations might be a little maybe. bit too high maybe and that's on me that could be true so but I mean, they hyped it up. So, and like that music gets you hyped in the beginning. It does. Let's go. <laughs> like I get, I get as excited for that theme as I was getting for the Dragon Ball theme every week. Really interesting. Yeah. And then at the end, like I always listen to the end songs like, oh, we do is win. win yeah. Win. I was like, yeah, it this does. Is, have, I like this. It does have a lot of Dragon Ball vibes. Um, as we've said like it it really does it has a lot of dragon ball vibes Um, like dragon ball with stance the the not i'm 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 questioning their decisions of the non-fight scenes that they decide to show uh, the non-fight interactions but you know i'm gonna gotta save money somewhere it's like tower of god i'm just gonna experience it and i'll judge it later yeah oh so yeah but yeah, I still, for those who like a more, I haven't gotten into Great Pretenders yet. Um, I think that came out Friday. Mm. Might have came out the Friday before on Netflix. Mm. Um, that's the one I was telling you. It was kind of like an old school, like Hollywood heist type deal. Gotcha. Um, and then, yeah, Apari Ronman is still good. Um, I'm still interested in it. They are still in the race. I think the rest of the series is just going to be the race now. Um and yeah, character growth is happening. Developments are happening. Uh, decadence. 
Decadence was a little bit weird this week. Oh gosh. <laughs> but um it's still going as far as like the the main plot that I talked about before. It's still on that plot that nothing about that has changed, but mm-hmm. um they it was a weird it was one of those like instead of being in the game world with people, it was completely in the robot outside world. Okay, I got you. Um and it was like a it was a weird like jail based episode. Whoa. So but yeah, I, I still have hope for decadence. I still have hope for Party Ronman. Yeah. Um, even though we clearly got a high school is king of kings right now. Yeah. So I'd say so. Yeah, that I, I will get back to uh brand new animal at some point, but I just haven't been feeling that vibe. That's lately. what BNA stands for, right? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. So yeah, I'm That's just fine. mainly wanting more shield hero. Um, ReZero, I'll probably wait to watch. Um, that'll probably too. be a binge for me. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just wanting, wanting Shield Hero, wanting some My Hero. Missing Definitely the My ones. Hero, yeah. Missing the goods. Yeah, I I want I really want to finish Attack on Titan. I think that's... Yeah, I heard that that like, got... Like, they're, they're, they don't know if they're going to release it this year or not. As in 2020? Which is weird. Yeah. Oh. So I don't know what's going on with that interesting interesting um but, but yeah, yeah i'm not putting my hopes up on it yeah same i'm just going with the flow otherwise just whatever comes across my stream you know what i'm saying i'm still digging i'm still hunting for things like i watched this one recently called big order mm-hmm. um i forget when it came out but like i don't know like some stuff it's like you read it and it looks like it sounds like you're like how have i never heard of this like yeah. this looks good and then you start watching and you're like oh mm, this is why this guy but it has uh has very heavy future diary vibes Ooh. um so you have a main character who you have these entities in the world called orders mm-hmm. and they're basically like they they're like non-partisan in that like they're not good or evil but mm-hmm. they can like grant wishes and so the main character, when he was a little boy, made a wish that caused the destruction of the world. Mm-hmm. Like they show this weird uh, graphic where it's like the screen will split like half blue, half red, and then the red half will shift up, the bottom half, the blue half will shift down, and then they show people literally just like breaking in half. Oh, geez. And they show buildings in the background, like someone like sliced them with like a samurai sword. Yeah. So. There's this cataclysmic event that he causes, and then he grows up. I think it happens when he's, like, five, and now he's, like, 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he knows that he, he's he been imbued with the power because he made the wish, but he has promised never to use his power again. And, it like, nobody really knows that he was the cause of it. Mm-hmm. They just they just know that the orders were involved. They call it like the Great Destruction. Okay. And the world is going on as normal, but like the backdrop is like apocalyptic looking. Mm-hmm. It's like they're still trying to rebuild. And so he this new girl comes to his class. Um, she ends up she lives in the same building that he lives in. She ends up following him home. Um, he thinks that he's like, oh, I'm just really lucky because I kind of like her and she's cute and I wanted to talk to her. And so like, she's like, can I, can I come to your apartment because I'm locked out of mine and I need to call the landlady. Mm -hmm. And so as he's like letting her into the apartment, she like stabs him in the back. Oh my God. (laughs) And then she gets like evil anime chick eyes. Yeah. (laughs) 
And she basically explains to him that she knows that he's the one that caused the the calamity and that he killed her parents because oh she was like, I watched my parents burn to death in that calamity. Yeah. Um. And so she, at that point, when she was in the the destruction, she wished for the ability to become immortal. Interesting. So he stabs, he gets out of the situation, stabs her, leaves her in the apartment, and as he's panicking, freaking out, like, there's a dead body in my apartment, I gotta she figure out what to up. do. She just appears, oh. like, where he's headed. <laughs> and he's, funny. and then, you know, you learn that she has immortal abilities, and then yeah. apparently the group that sent her didn't actually want him to be killed uh, so they're like though like as she's tracking him down they're like agent uh i think her name's kur they're like agent kur has gone rogue she's trying to kill the target so then they're trying to intervene with her uh, and then by the end of the first episode they basically explain like his wish wasn't okay <laughs> this is the part that's weird yeah so he made the wish he used to watch this show as a kid it was like a saturday morning cartoon called like ninja ranger yeah. or like evil and the evil ninja ranger wanted to he wanted world domination because he wanted to basically wipe the world anew and start a new peaceful world uh-huh. so him as a kid he was like i want world domination so his his he literally wished for like the most op power really without even knowing about it and so his power they call it dominion you just everybody and it's does like what anywhere yeah any area where he's been he can like it's like he opens this weird like square portal thing and it's like anything that's within that realm he can control mm-hmm. so it's like he finally he remembers what his wish was he remembers that it wasn't world destruction it was world domination mm-hmm. and then he like immediately traps Coronai under his power and he's like you cannot stab me or my sister and you have to do whatever i say as long as you're in my dominion and she can't so she like can't leave it becomes like truth diary because it's like she can't leave his like person his personal area yeah that's crazy. (laughs) and she there's so many like she's still so she's like i'll marry you but i'm going to kill you like she's like (laughs) i'm gonna be the one that kills you so you have him like her constantly trying to murder him even though she can't Can't, it's pointless Like, she literally will throw a sword at his neck, and it'll just stop. Like, she's hitting a wall. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, so this group found him to basically be like, you're going to help us restart the world. Because you're, they basically call him, like, you're our new king. Uh-huh. And so I didn't I didn't watch after the first episode. I did, yo. Like, what is happening? What the heck? That's all the first episode? Yeah, that was all the first episode, but I'm like, this definitely had, like, Future Diary vibes. That's insane. Um, but yeah, I'll see if it gets any better, but, like, it just started feeling like, it's like, oh, God, it's gonna be this guy with the girl, and she wants to kill him, but she's probably eventually gonna fall in love with him from being around him so much. Because exactly. he's not a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> and both his, his parents also died in the calamity. Okay. So he's kind of like forced to watch his baby sister who got injured and she like can't walk or something. So he got dragged into this because they were threatening to kill his sister if he didn't partic- like participate. Yeah. But yeah, he's basically like, like the most OP power. Interesting. That sounds so, yeah, cool. I guess I guess the the continued watching is like what are all the powers that people can have and yeah. like everyone's having like supernatural battles and, and how does like he that. over so. op everybody else with his power yeah if it gets any better i'll definitely hard recommend it but cool. that's basically the new anime that i found gotcha. new to me. i'll add it to the to the watch list 
for the watch list. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I don't really have any anything else. Well, note. if there are any topics that we missed this week, whether it be for Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, Sega Saturn, <laughs> Sega Saturn. Sega Saturn, Sega Dreamcast, oh Sega Genesis, the most deadest of all con- consoles. Super dead. Um, you can email us about that at siblingrivalryclash at gmail.com. You can find us on the Twitterverse at srclash underscore pod. Um, I've also pretty much caught the Tumblr up. I'm only one episode behind now. Uh, so you can go to tumblr.com and look up Sibling Rivalry Clash. Nice. Um, and as always, uh, wherever you listen, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, or CastBox, please remember to rate us and comment. Uh, we appreciate your feedback, and we appreciate talking to you. So Yes, we do. Yeah, like we said, like we've said from day one, we want to make a show that you like, and not just for us. And not just make you like the show. Yeah, because we, we want to find new things, too. No, this kidding. is how you find new things, by talking to people. Exactly. So. Yeah, I don't have to explain how humans work. You guys understand that. Communicate. <laughs> Communication is key to any good relationship, guys. <laughs> that includes ours. But yeah, until next week, I'll, I'll probably be blowing the dust off my Switch this week. Hey. It's a little dusty. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, every once in a while, I'll check like when the last time you were online was, just to see 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 how much love you're showing your Switch. I'm nosy like that, and when it just says offline, I'm like, dang. Her switch dusty. I haven't been there. I just keep, <laughs> I just keep opening it up, look at store, close it. Neglect. But yeah, like definitely Fall Guys got my attention. Just looking for Persona Scramble. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> is it here yet? No. Yeah. Is Wind Waker? No. no. Okay. <laughs> Skyward Sword is, though. That's true. <laughs> I'll finally get to play the game I never wanted to play. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, man. But until next week, folks. All right, we'll guys. See you. We'll catch y'all. Peace. Bye.